0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, and welcome back to the show that uh, critics are calling If It's So Good, Why Don't You Listen to It? Um, great point. Um, note taken. Um, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome back to another week. We did it. You know, how was your week? Did you did you make make it through okay? You look great. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. This is a special one this week. We have a brand new segment. Um... And this brand new segment will only be able to happen a few times, um, or or just not so often. And I'll tell you more about that later when we premiere it. Um, and also right as I was, uh, so I'm doing laundry, uh, not to brag, uh, but I was, I'm doing laundry currently. And as I was walking up, uh, I got stopped by a uh, neighbor. Uh, we're recording here in East Pasadena, California. And, um, had a, uh, a ridiculous interaction with a neighbor, <laughs> but that'll share in the checking in segment later in the podcast. So there you go. Two teases, reasons to listen. Uh, but right now we're going to do some random entertainment news um, for the week. So let's see, what do I want to start with? Okay, so I'm fully back on board the Mandalorian train. Um, I'm a fan. And, you know, I said uh, on a... Earlier podcast, that you know, they had an episode that was kind of a clunker to me, so kind of, they kind of lost me. But now I'm back on board, and this second season is really good. And the second episode of the second season is causing a lot of um, uproar from some fans. Um, basically, there's a character named Frog Lady in the second episode, and Mandalorian Mando and uh, Baby Yoda have to take the Frog Lady back to this planet um, where her husband is, um, so that this big container of eggs can get fertilized, uh, by her husband. Um, but so also to, to kind of combat with that is that, uh, baby Yoda has a strong predilection for eggs and is popping them in his mouth and devouring them whenever he can. <laughs> And it's pretty dark. And um, and I remember seeing it. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. And so I was, like, I was like, is that really what I just saw? And sure enough, you know, it's funny. You can kind of predict sometimes things that people are going to get upset about. And that was one of those ones that I saw uh, coming a mile away. But the executive producer of the show uh, went online and said, you know, for the record, chapter 10 of The Mandalorian makes it clear that the Frog Lady's eggs are unfertilized. Like the chicken eggs that many of us enjoy, but obviously chickens aren't sentient beings, and the child eating the eggs is intentionally disturbing for comedic effect. You know it's sad that he has to explain that, but it's like, well, yeah, of course it's over the top for a reason um but uh but yeah, pretty funny um and one of the things that I was just like that's pretty hardcore for uh for a kid show to do so, and not saying that it's a kid show, but I'll uh, you know it is geared pretty heavily towards towards youth. Um, specifically, also another show that's that's uh, geared towards youth is Darkwing Duck, and they just announced they're going to do a re- reboot, reboot, a reboot with uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Now those two you know from um, Superbad and um, Sausage Party and Preacher, so you don't really know them for kid shows, but uh, I think they can pull it off and it's one of those things where that's such a, a staple for kids that I think they're going to they're gonna have all the eyes on them, and that's going to make sure that they're going to do a real, real, good, uh, real good project with that one. Um, also, real quick, in the random news story of the week, I love this one. So John Waters is bequeathing, that's a word I don't get to use that much, but some of um, his artwork to the Baltimore Museum of Art. Including 375 prints, paintings, and photographs. And so um, in honor of that, they are donating his name to their the East Lobby's restrooms. So they're now called the John Waters Restrooms. That's uh, their show of appreciation for Mr. Waters. Um, and Waters responded by saying, you know, renaming the bathrooms was actually my idea. So he says it was all his. He said that the museum thought he was kidding, and he's like, "No, I'm serious." And uh, he says it's very much in the spirit of the artwork that he's collected. Um, a lot of easy jokes I could do on that one, but I won't. But he did specifically mention a few pieces they said would be perfect for definitely this. There's one area right before the bathrooms that's going to have artwork, kind of uh, the lobby before the bathrooms. And um, he said he's got a few pieces. One. He's got a piece by Tony Tasset called I Peed in My Pants. Um, there's one called Wedged Lump by Mike Kelly that looks exactly like a giant turd. And he says he also has George Stahl's chiffon toilet paper. So there you go, sounds like, sounds like a match made in heaven. Alright, now let's get into the real reason why we're all here, and that is the comic books. That's right. That's uh, the segment people keep coming back for. The only reason they come back. Um, so this week, you know, as in every week, I pick out the comic books that I think you guys should be checking out. The ones that are my personal favorite. And this week, there's a ton of good ones that came out. Um, let's see, let's start with uh, Punchline from DC Comics. I'm more of a DC nerd than marvel i do love them both but i'm more of a dc purist i've always kind of thought the stories of dc books are just a little edgier and a little darker um and uh and so yeah so i've always just kind of gravitated towards those books and this first one is punchline and this is joker's new girlfriend uh, is what she's being billed as and this is kind of her origin story and it's very um A very interesting look and also she's a podcaster and so you know what are they saying about podcasters um but it's uh it's this very dark story of how she becomes entangled in joker's web and um i don't want to spoil too much of it um and sometimes I love my spoilers, but uh, but for this one, this is one of those ones that's really good experience on your own, but a great book from DC, that's Punchline. Uh, another good one, good series that I've been reading is Bomb Queen. Bomb Queen's been out forever, and this is kind of like your um, almost like barbed wire-esque superhero um, in, in that type of uh, look, let me say. This is kind of like, a, I feel like a comic book writer's a dream of, of an ideal type. And, uh, um, it is a hilarious book. This one is about, um, it's called Trump Card. So it's dealing with that in this world, Trump has actually won the second term election. Um, and so it's an interesting take on, on everything and super, super funny, super violent, uh, great book. Check that one out um, Bill and Ted are doomed. This series takes place right after the bogus journey. And then of course, right before the newest Bill and Ted. And I'll tell you right now, um, I'll shout it from the mountaintops. I liked the new Bill and Ted movie. Um, it actually came out recently and I purchased it. And, uh, that's, that, that shows you, and I don't know what it is. You know, we can do, this is essentially kind of a, I guess a little sidetrack movie review too. But I think The new Bill and Ted movie is one you should check out if you haven't. If you were a fan of the original ones, um, you know, yeah, maybe it's just the nostalgia that's making me think like, yeah, I really like this movie. But I think it's great. And I think just seeing those guys together again, you know, which is Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, just seeing them together again and get in similar adventures is just, I don't know, for me, I could watch those. If they keep churning those out, I'll keep watching them. Uh, but yeah, so Bill and Ted are Doomed is a great book by Evan Dorkin, Roger Langridge. Um, I've loved the comic books since I was a little guy, too. So they're definitely, definitely welcomed in my pantheon. I'm reading this uh, other series called Getting It Together. This is uh, written by Sina Grace, Omar Spahi, I'm sure I butchered that one, uh, Jenny D. Fine, and MX Strobel. Uh, Nailed all these, I'm sure. Uh, But yeah, it's basically about these young 20-somethings and kind of, you know, they're starting a band and it's their life. um, It's all of their interactions together and all the drama that comes with it. And I never thought I would be the kind of guy that likes a book like this because it's not specifically geared towards me. But there's stuff that I think we can all relate to and definitely that time period. And it's, uh, yeah. I think it's great. So check that out. That one's called Getting It Together. And so there you go. Those are my uh, choices for this week Getting It Together, Bomb Queen, Punchline, and Bill and Ted Are Doomed. So now the checking in segment of the show. I uh, teased this earlier at the top of the show about how right before starting the podcast, a neighbor stopped me while I was doing laundry. And it was funny. I'd heard this guy earlier this morning and then I left the apartment and I came back and I was doing laundry and I could hear him. He was just very chatty today uh, with everybody. And uh, he came into the laundry room and was like... uh, is uh is that a, is that uh you're up on the second floor right? I was like uh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, is is that who I'm hearing all the time, all the time today, just hearing all day? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, my I'm I think I'm hearing you all day, just going to town. <laughs> I was I was like ah uh, I've been gone all day, um and so. So that's weird. And then apparently we figured out that what he's talking about is he heard my neighbors apparently have sex today, very loud. Um as loud as these sirens. Maybe they just had a heart attack from going to town so much. Um but uh ah the lovely sounds of California. Um but uh but yeah, so I was just taken aback cuz one like if that, you know, how bold of that guy <laughs> just to be like, Hey, we don't talk much. Uh, I think I'm hearing you, um, have sex up there. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh, very bizarre. Um, and then also then he just kind of, uh, you know, so that was just kind of this awkward thing. I don't know if he was on something. I think I could say that cause it's, you know, I don't think he's gonna be able to figure out how to download a podcast or anything like that. Um, and, uh, and he, uh, and he doesn't know who I am anyway. So, but, uh, but then he just kind of stared at me and I, and I was like, well, all right, see you later. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, but then he just kind of stared and then he was like, uh, oh, you got a lot of, a lot of panties there. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he saw my face masks cause good old COVID and was like, uh, you know, just thought that those were women's underwear. <laughs> So, yeah, there you go. Those are my neighbors for you. Um, but yeah, so I'm out here in California, as I've mentioned. And the first few months of the quarantine, first three months, was in Minneapolis. And so I did pretty much what everyone does every week and continues to do so. You know, the only time I'd go outside was for a walk. And so I did that. And I mentioned in a podcast how I. Basically, felt like I was a professional walker. Like I had it down. Like I knew how many yards in front of someone when to cross over to the street, so that the oncoming person didn't, you know, feel weird or anything like that. I know when to. I wouldn't normally walk with my mask on all the time, so I knew when to throw it on right as I walked by somebody. Um, you know, little tricks like that. And so I've been doing the same. Now I'm back in California, so I still go on a daily walk. And it's essentially the same, except I am seeing a lot more human fecal. Um, I think I've only seen one pile, per se, but I feel like that's more than what you need to see. Unless it was just a big dog, that could have been two, but it was, it was. it's bad. Um, and then I was walking by it, and there's this guy in front of me. And so he's in my direct eyesight, and I can't look away. And he's just sort of scratching his backside, his bum if you will, and then all of a sudden, dip, he dips into his pants, still on the outside layer of the boxers, and he's scratching, really just vigorously, and then dip, he goes in the boxers, and then his hand just kind of disappears, and I was like, you know, one of the best things about COVID, and I know that's that's not a common sentence, or way to start a sentence, but... One of the best things is that the handshake is gone away. And thank God the handshake's gone away, especially especially because of that guy. now the new segment of the week is not going to happen yet. Um, Yep, still going to tease it out. It's uh, definitely not going to be worth the wait (laughs) at all, but that's okay. Uh, Right now, though, let's talk about some movies. So this is the current stack of movies, mainly horror, that I've seen this past week. First one was a classic from the 80s, Scarecrows. Um, This is on Amazon Prime right now if you haven't seen this, it's about a, uh, bank robbers, um, that, uh, take this, uh, plane and end up, um, one of the guys ends up backstabbing the rest of the crew, jumps off the plane, tries to make out with the money by himself, and, um, the crew ends up going after him, and, uh, what they don't realize is where they've landed, which is in the middle of nowhere, is also in the middle of some deadly demonic scarecrows. Um, Very good. I feel like this movie, it's super cheesy. It's not the best. It's good to watch with a group of people. I feel like it's one of those ones that could be remade and could be really, really a great remake. But uh, yeah, check that out. Um, I also saw Maximum Overdrive again. This is one that I saw when I was a kid. This is the Stephen King, his directorial debut and finale, Um, which is weird because it's actually it looks great. And I think it's a it's a pretty decent movie. I always you know. I remember being freaked out when I was a kid. It's one of those fears that I think we all have, you know, that vehicles will turn themselves just start start up on their own and end up killing us. I think we all have that fear. Um, but, uh, but not really, but I do have a lot of random, weird fears that don't make sense. And speaking of the vehicles, one of the ones I was thinking about was just today. Um, I have this thing where all of a sudden I'll fixate on my steering wheel and I just know that at any point and at some point the airbag's is just going to go off and just destroy my face. I think that's a legitimate fear. Uh, But anyways, this movie is awesome. Emilio Estevez is the main lead. Um, Highly recommend if you haven't seen that. Uh, Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions. This is one too that I saw when I was a kid or saw bits and pieces of it. It was one of those ones that I think my parents didn't want me to see when I was a kid. And I can tell you, it does not hold up. It's not, not as scary as the bits and pieces that I saw when I was a kid were. But, uh, but still really good. Clive Barker, awesome. And Scott Bakula, also equally awesome. And Famke Jensen, as equally are awesome. Is that a word? No. Uh, then I saw two A24 movies. One, A24 is the kind of, you know, super hot production company has been for a while. Um, saw High Life with Mr. Robert Pattinson, and it was all right. Um, hot Summer Nights, directed by Elijah Bynum, is great. I can highly recommend that. It's a good crime thriller. Uh, William Fichtner has only one scene, but it's so menacing and it's so good. And it's almost like a, uh, it almost read to me like an homage to a similar scene in Boogie Nights. But you be the judge. Um, But yeah, really, really well acted and an amazing soundtrack. So check that out. Um... Let's see what else. I saw a couple of horror movies, a couple other horror movies. Cherry Tree about uh um vampires and or witches rather, um, and then Blood and Flesh, which is uh it's called The Real Life and Ghastly Death of Al Adamson, who and Al Adamson, rather, um, let's say fitting uh Reading of his of his title because I feel like he's one of those guys that never got the true respect that he he deserves. He was a horror producer, and then his um, one of his workers at his house ended up murdering him and then burying him under cement in his house. So super creepy, uh, very fascinating documentary. So that's called Blood and Flesh. He
1: spent all
0: All right, so the time has come. The brand new segment of the week is books. I know what you're saying. Matt, you know how to read? Well, one that's not that funny. It's kind of funny, but still. Um, Yes, I do, Uh, Smart Alec. And here are two books that I'm a huge fan of. Uh, The first one is, and I guess technically, the second one is a book on tape audio book that I've been listening to while driving around town. So I don't know if that totally counts, but technically, right? I'm still experiencing a book. Uh, but the first one that I read, um, not ever, but uh, just recently, was Jim Carrey, Memoirs and Misinformation. This is an excellent book. Um, now, I didn't know much about going into it. Heavy spoilers right now. So I see memoirs, and I'm like, okay, that's that's what this is. Um, it's not that it is very much kind of jumping off points for him is the factual stuff. And then he goes into these crazy, crazy areas that, you know, Jim Carrey is capable of. It's almost, and it's it to, I guess the best way to describe it too is like some of the main characters are very famous people. Like he has these amazing scenes and passages with Nicolas cage that are some of my favorite. Um, And also Rodney Dangerfield is a character in this book where the Jim Carrey of the book is going to be making a movie, an animated movie, and the creators of that movie have made this Rodney, this version of Rodney Dangerfield that has his voice, has his mannerisms, and Jim interacts with that cartoon character and he gets super emotional during that, and it's a very emotional passage, and I was like, wow, that to me was just super intense, and really well, well done, and then all of a sudden, it goes off into this weird sci-fi novel space, too, and you're like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Uh But yeah, really good, recommend that, Um but for the audiobook, I did, and I've read this before, Um and I, I was trying to remember, too, if I've listened to the audiobook, more than once, but uh this is one that I think I'll always go back to. And it's Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend the audio book because he performs some of the bits. And to me he's got this he's got this voice that just instantly I think because I was raised on his comedy, it just puts me at ease, calm, and is just it's just really Really an interesting story of him starting off and learning his craft, even at a young age, working at Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm. And it just travels that journey from from there and then becoming a writer on different shows and then doing stand-up. Loving that, always trying to crack the code of stand-up and then him doing that and then realizing that he's reached the pinnacle and is that where he wants to go? It's a very, very emotional and well-written book. That uh, that it's it's just interesting that someone could get to that top point and not be happy. And so he writes all about all about that. So highly recommend Born Standing Up and Jim Carrey memoirs and misinformation. Those are your books for the week. And the reason why this probably won't be a reoccurring segment is because. It takes me a long time to read a book. <laughs> I mean, where do you find the time to do it? I guess now with COVID, I'm finding more time to actually set aside and read a book. But uh, but normally it is super tough. But there you go. Those are two good ones to check out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, final segment of the night. Let's uh, end with some advice. So these are random questions that are brought up from people all over. Uh, this first one is this one is a question about so a woman has been babysitting her grandson forever, and um, would always get paid for it, and that was fine. You know, there's a transaction there, that's all taken care of, and she would babysit for long periods of time, like a full you know eight hour work shift of her son and daughter-in-law. And um, and she was totally fine with doing it. She loved it. She loves the kids. Um, but then all of a sudden, she stopped getting paid for it. And so she's wondering what she can do. She feels like, you know, maybe is she not able to just bring that up? And and she said that whenever she has in the past, he kind of just laughed it off. Well, that's, I think, your first huge warning sign. If he's just laughing it off. that's, you know that's no, no good. Um, I think you cut him off. You just don't allow your services. And then he's forced with, Oh, his other option is he has got to pay full price for some other babysitter. Because so I'm sure, I'm sure you were giving him some reduced rate. Um, and so there you go. And then he's forced with it. It's one of those hard conversations, but one that needs to be taken care of. He can't uh, take advantage of you like that. So uh, that's my opinion. Oh, I'm getting uh, getting all worked up over that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one's great. Um, so this woman was saying that a friend of hers is starting to be a musician, and she says he's awful at it. And he wants to send her a copy of his first album, and she says that uh, she is not interested. <laughs> and so she's like, "Can I just say that? Here's the thing. Uh, just take it. You know, he's going to send it to you, right? So it's not going to cost you anything. Take it. Listen to it." If you like it, say something nice about it. You know what? Actually, just say something nice about it, anyways. You got to find something positive about it, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, listen, the majority, if not all, the people listening to this podcast are just doing it out of pity for me. <laughs> this is the pity party. That that should have been the title. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I think. You know what I mean? Like, it's that's a tough road to hoe. So you know, give them some kind of positive feedback. Uh, Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the advice, and that is the podcast for the week. So thank you for coming out. Thanks for joining us for another week. Um, Thanks again to the Unis and Nalo. They are the two bands uh, during the podcast that you can hear their music. Uh, The beginning and outro music is the Unis, and the music throughout the podcast is Nalo. So great bands. Check them out, and uh, we will see you... Oh, and also uh, feel free to drop a line at notgoodwithmat at gmail.com, notgoodwithmat at gmail.com. And until then, we will see you in another week. I love you.